Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Today we have on uh, the podcast with us today, Zach Leonard. He is the defensive coordinator and he's a teacher at Christiansburg High School in Virginia. Uh, he's a lucky husband. I'm looking at his, his Twitter profile. That's fantastic. Uh, all of us coaches need uh, a wife in our lives that, uh, that builds us up because we, we can uh, have some criticism come our way sometimes. But uh, Coach Leonard, good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, Coach, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, Coach, when did you – I forget, when did you reach out to me through through Twitter? Uh, it was Let me see. not long ago, probably. You know, I've been following you on Twitter for a long time, but probably just about a week and a half ago, maybe something like that, two weeks. Yeah, you're right. I'm actually full of the message. I, I was being lazy, Coach, you know, doing what we tell our players not to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> June 6th, that's awesome. Um, you know, Coach – just tell us about yourself, kind of your coaching history. Um, I know you have a book out on Amazon called Outside Shades. Uh, that's a shameless plug for that. Actually, I'm going to retweet that on my Twitter page, and then uh, I will I will do that right now. So, Coach, just, just go ahead and tell the listener kind of about yourself and your philosophy. Well, uh, love sports, always love sports. I'm a PE teacher, so that kind of goes hand-in-hand there. Played, you know, year-round sports my whole life. Uh, all the way through high school and then into college. I played at Ferrum College in Virginia. Uh, very small school, Division three. Loved every second of it. Was a four-year starter at defensive end there. And that kind of leads me to my philosophy, you know. Uh, coaching to me is trying to make your athletes and students when you're a teacher and even the coaches around you just help everybody to reach their potential. You know, and the biggest thing that helped me in college was a huge difference maker for me with technique. I mean, uh, as a defensive player, I felt like in high school I never got – I was probably never even told the word technique. You know, they kind of mm. lined you up and said, hey, go do this. The technique in college, I just soaked up every little bit of it. And that's – I mean, that's kind of my philosophy as a coach It's just, you know, try to teach these kids the fundamentals of playing the game. That's great, Coach. How long have – so you graduated in what year? Say that one more time for me. Uh, I graduated 2011. 2011. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I don't know if – I've played at Liberty University from 2005 through 2008. Uh, So we were kind of there. We were were near each other for a little bit there. (laughs) That's awesome. Actually, yeah, actually we were very close (laughs) for one year. I – Went to Liberty my first semester of college. Okay. Um, I can't remember the coach that came in that year. So I graduated high school at 2006, and they were doing the turnaround right there where they got a new coach. Yeah, Coach Rocco, Danny Rocco, yeah. That's right. And I, uh, you know, I went up there for a semester. I was not a guy. They, I was supposed to kind of have a chance to walk on, and they had, uh, they had walk-ons in, like, doing agilities and t-shirt and shorts and stuff like that and I was a kind of a skin tall but skinny kid right looked a little awkward probably not a very you know eye-catching guy so walking on in t-shirts and shorts was not probably the best bet for me but you know everything <laughs> happens for a reason and I uh <laughs> I ended up at Ferrum and I, I really think that's where I you know wanted or where I needed to be I should say sure you know that's 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 kind of interesting you say that's kind of my story a little bit, Coach. I went to East Carolina at a high school, you know, because I wanted to be Division One, you know, like Division One A back then. Um, and then I realized, you know, 
I was 250 pounds out of high school. I was like, this probably ain't for me. So I went to, went to Liberty. I was like, I need to, you know, learn how to how I actually want to play and then get on the field. So learn how to play college football. And that was, you know, what I did. So um, that's good that's stuff. That's basically coach. the same thing. Yeah, I that's mean. That's basically the same thing as me. I was uh, 215 at Liberty. Like I said, kind of skinny. Right. Didn't have a great weight program in high school. So, you know, I lifted, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't as consistent as things are these days. You know, you didn't have as good of strength programs as you do now. Right. Um, you know, I had some friends who ended up, you know, they tried out that next spring and were on the team and stuff like that. But like you said, they didn't they didn't get a whole lot of play time or anything like that. I went to Ferrum and, you know, started. got the. This was big for me. I went to Ferrum that next spring and got to do a spring ball. Oh, wow. And, you know, really get really get introduced to the, you know, their system and stuff like that, and that set me up. Mm -hmm. I probably had no business starting as a freshman, but I made it to the field and, uh, you know, started almost every game after that. I had an injury and stuff like that, but besides that, started every game Okay. since then. So definitely a great situation for me. That's awesome, Coach. And, you know, I think that's one of the things I tell my players all the time that are getting recruited. You have to go to the place that fits you. Don't worry about, you know, what the – perception is of that of that football program or is that you know division one division two man just go go to a place that like you can play you know what i mean like does that make sense yeah oh absolutely where you can play and you feel good academically too i mean it just makes a world of difference for you yeah and that's i just you know i, I feel like there's a lot of kids that chase you know division one division one division one and then realize you know, they, they like here in West Virginia, we have a bunch of kids that go walk on WVU when they could get money to play somewhere else. And it's funny, they usually generally go to the place that offer them out of high school. Like they go to WVU and think yeah. they're going to play there and they realize, oh, I'm not going to play here. Then they go to, you know, wherever wherever they go in, in the state division two wise. Um, yeah, that, that is funny. And it's awesome because there's a lot of really good division two programs around you guys. Yes, in there West are. Virginia, at least. Yeah, there are, and I think there's a lot of really good coaches. There's guys that I really respect uh, as far as their, their coaching ability, and you know, it, I think a lot of times those those schools get overlooked. You know, people think, oh, Division One's it, and you're like, come yeah. on, man, go play, go play ball where you can uh, where you can play. But coach, kind of tell us about tell us about your book. I'm a big reader. Um, I'm always trying to read something. Um, so kind of give us a it's just an overview of, of your book, Outside Shades. Gotcha. Well, obviously, I'm talking about playing outside shade technique mostly, but a lot of what I what I teach translates really well to whatever type of technique you play. So mm -hmm. I might be limiting myself with the title, but I wanted to be straightforward with it. Sure. Um, like I said before, I'm a big believer in technique. You know, I want – we teach read and react to our defense alignment. Yes, sir. And – I think that, to me, great technique and being able to react correctly every single time is a big advantage. You know, I don't. I tell my guys all the time, you know, we can guess where the play is going and be wrong sometimes, or we can read it and know every single time. Right. So I'm a big believer in that, and my book goes into that. And I don't want people to, you know, a lot of people try to simplify defensive line play. And, you know, being a defensive lineman, I, I – Take offense sometimes, but try mm. not to, because I understand. But at the same time, those guys deserve really good coaching 
And it is hard to do some of the things we do. And some of the things I talk in the book, it's really hard. You know, mm-hmm. football's hard at every single position. And I think guys kind of take a cop-out attitude to some of the things that are hard if they don't understand it. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, I, um, I get it. And so I really try to break it down. If I'm going to ask my guys to do really hard things, I really break it down really simply, and I build from there. Mm. So I think it's interesting. Uh, a lot of guys have, and there's nothing wrong with this, a lot of guys have drills that they do the first day of practice, and they do the same drills throughout the entire year. I, I don't really believe in that philosophy. You know, we start very, very simply. You know, I just started with first time I got to work with my JV defensive line was, you know, this week. Well, today. Mm-hmm. So, right. So, you know, we start very, very easy, simple drills, and I help build their confidence, and I help, uh, you know, work towards mastery by building the drill as we go. So at the beginning of the year, again, it's just my philosophy, but at the beginning of the year, individual should be the easiest part of practice, especially in the offseason and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. when you get into group, when you get into inside run, you're going to see a lot of different things. But I make them very successful at individual early on because there's a lot of important things that I'm coaching. But towards the end of the year, it's kind of this weird transition. Towards the end of the year, Individual is the hardest part of practice for my football players because they're going against the best competition. You know, think about this. If you're doing inside run, your three technique, I don't know if you play with the three technique or not, but your three technique and your one technique might be the most physically dominating players on the field. They're both on the same side of the ball. Yep. But an individual, I can have those guys going against each other. Mm-hmm. I can have the best football players pushing each other, right? Oh, yeah. And I can show them a lot of looks. I also think it makes it a little harder because an individual, there's no down and distance indicators. There's no, uh, I don't even have like set things I do for a certain week because there's certain things I want them to see every week, no matter if I think we're going to see it or not. Right. Uh, we can kind of get into that in a minute if you want, but um, I want those guys getting a lot of reps. I want them doing things against good competition, but you got to work to that part. And that's kind of what my book is about. It's about, at the end, being able to do really hard things and building a program of dominant defensive linemen, and, and you can get away with undersized defensive linemen to get more speed on the field. I truly believe that. But you have to work there by building your drills towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, you, it's funny you say that. You know, it's, I, I find it, you know, some people make individual, like you were saying, it's the same drills every day, and that kind of gets old sometimes, right? Um, but then you've got guys on the opposite, opposite end of the spectrum who, like, just watch YouTube and get a new drill every day, you know? <laughs> like, and you're like, hold on now. Like, let's have some consistency, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, or at least find drills that relate to what you're doing. I mean, I see some people just pull out things that, well, for, I might get some, some hate tweets on this one, but get off drills. So sure. for my defense alignment, uh, you know, a lot of people start with just firing off the ball as hard as they can day one, you know, with no coaching involved in that or not. And they think that's a very important drill. But if I'm asking my guys to read and react, but the first drill I do every day is trying to get them to go straight up field, that doesn't really make sense. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, Coach, I uh, as a guy who doesn't want my defense alignment upfield, 
I totally get what you're saying. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. And their stance has to reflect that as well. I mean, that's another thing. You see guys who say, oh, yeah, we squeeze them still. But then I look at their defense alignment stances. They got their butts up in the air, you know, big stagger in their steps like they're, they're pass rushing. So, of course, their first step is going to be way upfield like they're pass rushing. That just doesn't work. Mm. Uh, you got to teach a stance that reflects what you want your defense alignment doing every play. Right. No, coach, you're you're right. I I think that you know you have to know your scheme well enough to know what drills fit your scheme. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. You know, because we and we very. I was talking <laughs> talking to you before we um, we started the podcast. You know, last year we were dang six uh, one man a lot of times, and that was just kind of how we what we fit last year which sounds crazy you know but it worked for us we won you know the most games in a decade at our our school but um you know that's all that matters right there yeah your your kids yeah and you know i think twitter like you were talking about twitter i think twitter is a great thing but at the same time we got to be careful like we don't all have the same people nor do we all play the same schedule like because i'm i don't know what you see coach but i'm going to ask you here in a second but like i see every offense known to man in a ten in a ten game schedule. Um, yes, sir. I mean, we see that's the s- tough thing about high school. Yeah, I mean, high school DCs. I saw again to bring up Twitter. I saw something on Twitter just that, the other day about all the different types of offenses um, defensive coordinators in high school see, or teams in general in high school see. I mean, it's you have to make what you do simple enough to where your kids know what's going on against every type of offense. Yeah, and the and some coaches will do it in the same week. You know, you're seeing, uh, we saw last, I think it was last year, we saw a Maryland Eye team that would go spread. Oh, geez. Same personnel on the field. I mean, that's that's kind of weird, but it's also kind of tough if right. you can do it, if they can do it well. Right. Yeah, you're, no, you're right, Coach. I mean, it is a, uh, it's a hard thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to get, you know, your guys to be able to, to react to what they're seeing because I mean I mean coach we'll go one week we're seeing spread the next week we get single wing <laughs> like you know yeah. like so it's simple keys yeah. it's simple things to be able to hey this is what this is what you have to do you know like because if you don't get this right then you know we're going to be we're going to be messed up because <laughs> we got to make sure we're all on the same page um coach talk about like your defense like what do you guys do how do you teach it how do you install it and that's a, that's a big question, but what are some things you guys do at Christiansburg High School? Well, we do, you know, obviously outside Chase, we do a 4-3. Um, kind of different than a whole lot of, uh, than a lot of teams do. Whereas I keep that, I, I call them demon because, you know, kids don't like being called Will for weak side, but that weak side inside linebacker, I keep them actually in the box a lot more than most teams do and rely mm. on that safety to be the force most of the time. I got you. Just because I cannot give up stuff. Again, I've already I've already kind of mentioned that I like to play undersized fast guys whenever that's an option. Mm-hmm. So I really don't like having one Mike linebacker play the whole, whole box, basically. So mm-hmm. I keep that guy in the box. Uh, we do nine, three, one, five. Um, with uh, with the fan linebacker in the box, you know, and we work a lot of gap exchanges. 
Mm. And that's how I start the year off, is I start in that base, and I talk about base block. And I kind of make that our ISO period, you mm. know, where linebackers are learning how to uh, handle base block or handle ISOs, and my D-linemen are learning how to really dominate the line of scrimmage by dominating those one-on-one base blocks. Mm. And then we fit it with the linebackers. Right. Um, then we progress. You know, I'm a run fit guy. You know, a lot of a lot of people like to go based on other, kind of do their install differently than me. But right. I progress that way for a reason because I really want us to defeat blocks. Because kind of like, kind of going back to what you were mentioning about everything we see, but you only see so many blocks. Right. If that makes sense. So yeah, we can yeah. see every formation. Right. I make it very simple because we only see so many blocks. Mm-hmm. After that, we progress to, you know, I, I live in southwest Virginia. I don't know how many people are familiar with that or not, but we see a lot of power and gap scheme football. Oh, yeah. So uh, the hardest thing for our for what we do, you know, playing with a nine technique, playing with these outside shades, people think they can kick you out. Right. You know, they think they're going to get an easy kick out on you. And, the, and really the hardest thing I teach is squeezing and spilling. But once a kid gets it, it's such a difference maker. It right. really is. It, it, it tears power up. Um, and so that's where we start working on, and that's where we start talking about gap exchange. Because when you see all those base blocks, you have gaps. Now, I don't want my linebackers running through the gap like a madman. You know, we still we go, we go block to uh, running back and, you know, Make sure we're reading the whole play and not just running through kamikaze style. Sure. But, you know, that's their gap. So that's why I always start with the base block. Gap exchange means the D lineman they're working with, and that's a little different than most people do too. I kind of work my uh, linebackers mm-hmm. with a defensive lineman. Their okay. reads are tandem. So you see a base block, you need to check your hole. You see a down block, we're going to squeeze and spill, and that guy's scraping right over the top really tight off of the D-lineman's butt. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how we progress next. Just getting everybody to understand those reads. Mm-hmm. Uh, working the reach block, which typically isn't as, as difficult of a thing, but as we go, we work through all these things, and everything I do is based on blocks for run stuff. That's our install. We're mm-hmm. defeating certain types of blocks, and we do that, and we progress, and then we start adding them in more and more and more. That makes sense. No, um, yeah, that's that's it, Coach. You hit the nail on the head. D line install. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's definitely fun, and I I definitely think you know, uh, it, it, I definitely think it helps build confidence in my kids. You know, we're taking we're still pretty new at the program we're at. Um, I came with a good friend of mine, Alex Wilkins, who's the head football coach at Christiansburg. Um, we got there. This will, we're going into our third year. And, you know, we have great kids. They're awesome. But that first year, they weren't very strong. And we're still not to the point of being a strong, an overall strong program, but we're getting a lot closer, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, we're taking kids who in the weight room aren't strong, but by building this confidence, teaching them how to be physical, teaching them what blocks mean and, and how to fit these blocks, we're not getting moved around on the football field at all. We're playing very physical football teams and handling our own, if not dominating the line of scrimmage from the defensive line standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's all about building that confidence. Sure. 
That's it, Coach. I mean, you know, uh, when, you, when you started talking about block recognition, I was like, this is my guy. Like, can you move to Nitro, West Virginia? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I have a really good D-line coach here who teaches the same thing. You know, I, I, I don't – you know, we do a little bit of get-off, but that's more like just make sure you're coming out of your stance. You know what I mean? Like the – I I don't like the get-off drill. Get-off has its spot. Yeah, sure. Get-off has its spot. The only thing I do differently than most people is I talk about the change in mindset before I do the get-off. You know, I talk about, hey, we just stopped the run two plays in a row. It's third and long. My entire mindset has to change because now I'm a pass rusher first. Depending on the team you're playing, obviously. You know, if I'm playing a single-wing team, I still might be thinking run. But – you know, most teams, I'm thinking, hey, they're probably going to throw the ball here. I need to change what I do. I change my stance. I change my alignment a little bit. You know, now my first step is I am driving my knee up the field, trying to get up the field, trying to get space for myself to work my move. Sure. That's good stuff, Coach. I mean, you know, when you talk about, you know, fundamentals and reading your keys, I – you know, I, I see kids go to these combines, and I think you know they're good for evaluating players. But like every every D line drills pass rush, and yep. like well, it's, like even in college, like defeating the run right was what wins you games. And sometimes, I mean, I think it's great for kids to get evaluated, but you know, I think you can get some bad habits of hey, I'm just working my pass rush moves right until you get kicked out to the sideline, and you know, then we got a problem. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. The other thing I always see in these camps are they're doing these pass rush one-on-one with a quarterback who is sitting still in the pocket. That's something I've really been looking into this offseason is how that just doesn't make sense. I mean, what is the worst thing as a coach? You get a team in third and long, you know, your guys are pinning their ears back and they're going to rush, and – that quarterback steps up in the pocket and gets an easy 10-yard run because your D linemen aren't looking at the quarterback at all. It just doesn't make any sense. But most of the time, myself included in the past, we've run our drills just like that, our pass rush drill. Mm-hmm. No quarterback. We're not, we're not worried about if he's stepping up in the pocket. We're not changing direction because of what he's doing. We're just going. And, and that's something I've really been working on this year. I've been trying to you know, start to practice – Every pass rush drill I have, you know, it's a little different when you're learning a move or something like that. If you're teaching, you know, something, you're giving them a tool in their toolbox, that's a little different. Sure. Once it becomes any type of drill, you should always be reacting to that quarterback because that's the name of the game. You know, you can beat your offensive lineman. You can beat beat them off the ball. You can get past them all you want. If that guy's stepping up into an MTB gap, he's off to the races. Coach, you're – you're telling me, I mean, I, I think in high school, most people have gone putting probably one of their better athletes at quarterback. And yeah, you know, I, I played teams that their best play was a broken play because that, that guy in the open field, uh, I don't know if we can get him down. You know, like he just, see you later. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, that can, that can be really, really, really tough. Coach, tell us a little bit about uh, Christiansburg. Like kind of what's the history of the program? You, talk, you touched on a little bit. Um, I'm kind of familiar with the area. I'm looking at your schedule, like Liberty and Bedford, Salem. I, I recognize these names, Patrick Henry. Um, kind of give us a, a little history of um, kind of the program and where you guys have, have taken it in this short time. Well, so they've actually had 
Well, it's a really good place. It's right by Blacksburg, so right mm -hmm. near Virginia Tech, if that helps give people a picture of where it is. Um, they, they've had some success. They've never won a state championship before. Um, I think around the, you know, probably 2011 time frame, they were, they were dominant. I mean, they had athletes all over the field. Uh, and they got a guy who's, I think, playing in the Canadian League right now, uh, Motley was, uh, you know, played a little bit at Tech as a quarterback, you know, just loaded with athletes all over the place, guys who could just run. Um, by the time we got there, I don't know, stuff happens, right? I mean, sure. who knows what it is, but they were kind of on a downturn. They had, they had struggled for the past few years, winning a few games, and, and to be completely honest with you, that first year, we went 0-10. Uh, um you know, I've never been a part of a situation like that, and I've also never heard a situation where you could go 0-10 and be really proud of your kids, sure. but we were. You know, we were really changing the mindset of our kids, and, and it was just an incredible feeling that every single day we showed up, every week we showed up for practice, they were focused, they wanted to get better, and it showed through how we played on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was, before, the, before we started recording, I was talking to you how I'm, I'm not necessarily a results person, but I do love to see growth. You know, that's the type of result I am looking for. You know, winning and losing, that all kind of takes care of itself when you get better at what you're doing, and that's what I was looking for. You know, we got better and better and better. You know, we, we, we do have a tough schedule. Uh, I even hesitate to say that because it is excuses. I mean, when you say something like that, it is excuses, but we have a tough schedule. You know, Salem has won tons of state championships. Patrick Henry is a 5A school. We're a 3A school. They're loaded with athletes. You know, uh, Blacksburg just won the state championship the the year before we got there and went undefeated, I think, or maybe lost one game that year and went undefeated the next year. I mean, we, we got some really good football teams on our, on our schedule, and that's what we like. I, I mean, I just want to leave with that. I want to play good teams. <laughs> you know, I that's even how I coach. I coach my guys like, you know, you might get away with some of the technique and some of the stuff you're doing against bad teams. So that's not who we're training for. We are training for the good team. Mm. The next year, you know, we got we got a lot better. Well, I will I will add that that first year, you know, we're a 3A school. We had one kid in the program who could power clean 225. Um, and that's a little crazy. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, that's, that's something that we've really taken pride. Alex, the head coach, is a great strength and conditioning guy. He has really changed the program. That second year we had probably about seven because it still takes some time to work it up there. We graduated the one who could do 225 and got up to about seven the next year. And we're sitting around 12 to 14 this year. And I think it's just going to keep building, keep making us better and better. And we were a lot more competitive last year. As a defense going from that first year, we cut our the points we gave up in half going into that second, or that second year. We uh, got eight. We got eight more takeaways, something we really emphasized. Eight oh, wow. more takeaways that year. We, uh, I can't remember how many tackles for loss, but we got a lot more tackles for loss. And we're playing with the same kids, right. especially up front, same defense alignment. And, and I want to – that kind of brings me to a good point, is I think we maybe could have squeaked out a win here or played a little bit better that first year mm -hmm. if we would have – you know, kind of gone away from what we teach 
you know, and maybe blitzed a little bit more against certain teams and really sent the house and bailed our kids out while they were trying to learn their technique. Right. But I think that would have hurt us in the long run, mm. especially that next year. You know, if, if you're – because they don't learn the technique. Like I said, squeezing and spilling is really tough. If I start blitzing that C-gap because I know you're not going to squeeze and spill very well yet, that's going to stunt your development. Right. You know, you got you to gotta kind of go with your system – sometimes with that early stuff to see it pay off down the line sure kind of on a tangent but i hope that makes sense no i mean it's and i've I've been guilty of it coaching you're you're struggling and you're like well you know do we just try something to try it instead of you know sticking with what you believe in um yeah and we've all been there yeah And, and i just felt like when i did it it was just temporary. You know, like, like I was talking about, it's kind of chasing results instead of developing your program. Right. You know what I mean? But, but I've been right there with you, Coach. I've done the same thing. It's hard. And, you know, it's a <laughs> – yeah, it's it's difficult. But, you know, I, that, that's where – I think I have a podcast talking about, like, scheme. And it's – you get to that point, too, in those kind of seasons where – like, do we change because our kids are really struggling, or do we, like, buckle down and keep teaching it? And I, I like to hear your philosophy on that because, you know, you guys stuck with it, and that's awesome. And, you know, I've also heard guys say we changed it and did well. But, there, you know, there's, it's just kind of what's the feel? Like, what do you feel like doing? What do you think's right for your kids? Because there's no book on that, right? <laughs> yep. You know, that's hard. Um, yep. Really and, hard. And it's, and it's interesting because, you know, I'm of the – mindset that I don't believe that one scheme is just the right scheme. You know, a lot of people have what they completely believe in, their philosophy, and, and mine is. I think in the 4-3, I get more fast guys on the field. I get them running, I get them reacting. But I love the 3-4 as well. I played some 4 technique in college, and it's probably my most my favorite position to play. Right. Uh, we were mainly 4-2-5. I played some 6 technique as well. I love those positions. I think they're great. I don't think there's any wrong with the three, anything wrong with the three, four. It's a tough scheme to run on, but you just got to decide what you want to do and coach it to the best of your ability. And I think that's what people miss sometimes is it's not what you, you're doing, it's how you're doing it. How are you coaching this? How are you getting kids to buy in? That's the important stuff. Coach, you hit it on the head. I talk to our coaches and players all the time. It's about the how, not the what. Um, you know, how you get it done is way more important than what you're doing. Um, you know, it's funny too. You know, you'll come into staff meetings sometimes, and you know, at different places I've been, somebody comes in with the, you know, offensive play of the week, and you're like, man, <laughs> let's just do what we do and try to be good or the defensive front of the week. Yeah, have you ever run into that? Guys that watch college football and just want to run what they see the next week. Oh, absolutely, and and you know I'm I'm really lucky to be at a place where, you know, everybody feels comfortable bringing up whatever ideas that they they have, you know, but but I always tell them that we got to find the stuff that works with what we do, if that makes sense. You mm-hmm. know, I want them feeling comfortable coming because my head coach is like that. He loves taking. You know, ideas from me, ideas from other assistant coaches. You know, we, we have those open dialogues, but you do have to put – I don't even want to say it like this, but you got to put them – got to slow the roll just a little bit. I sound like I'm 100 saying slow your roll. But <laughs> you got to slow them down and, and try to make them understand, like, how can we fit this into what we do? 
I have a great example of that if you don't mind me. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so like I was saying, we were playing uh, a team, and you know that team was actually undefeated, uh, but their running game, you know, <laughs> their running game was big play or nothing. I'll say it like that. You know, right. they they weren't they weren't great up front, and, and and last year I had some guys who could play some defensive line. They they were pretty darn good, and I knew that we could stop their run with less players on the line you know I'm usually a four-man line guy um but somebody said why don't we just take a linebacker or put a linebacker on the field and take a D lineman off off the field you know and I'm I'm kind of thinking like that's crazy we can't change what we do blah 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 right I mean that's that's literally the thoughts I was having and then you know I just sat down and was like all right well let's run with it and see how we can make this work and I think it's going to be a, a big part of our package this year. And, and what it is is, I didn't mention, we also run an under front from time to time. Mm-hmm. So so what we did is this past year we took a D-lineman off the field. That won't necessarily be the case moving forward most of the time. But we got into an under front, meaning to the strength we had a 5-1, and weak side was the 3. And instead of having that backside 9, or and this is, and would have been a five, mm-hmm. we put another Sam linebacker out there. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think it's a spot you can experiment with having another DB on the field and stuff like that, too. But everything was the same for us up front. It's our under front. Mm-hmm. Our linebackers are reading the same just like normal. All it is is I widen out my defensive end. He's more of a true force player now. Um, this team likes to run a lot of zone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they weren't blocking our three. They couldn't stop so things would just kind of cut all the way back to that wide-open defensive end. Right. But he was also helping take away – I said defensive end, but like I said, last year he was a linebacker. But cut all the way back to him while that linebacker was still also taking away um, some passing lanes. You know, he was helping in other situations. It was a really, really a good situation for us. We actually lost that game because, you know, well, for multiple reasons, one of them being what I talked about earlier with that quarterback stepping up for big first down runs, mm-hmm. tore me to pieces. Um, but it was it was just really awesome that you know, and that's something if I felt if I if I was telling guys not to bring ideas in, we wouldn't have got to. Right. But it was a, a way of taking their idea and making it fit with what we do. Right. Like I said, I think that's going to be a big thing to our two by two. You know, going up against two by two this year, uh, it's going to be a good changeup for us, I think. Yeah, that's awesome, coach. And I think it's great you're willing to adapt what you do to to different opponents. You know, because sometimes you know people like you can go one way or the other. People get if people can you can say stuck in what they do and they won't evolve, or sometimes they just have some. Sometimes you'll people will say they have more like um, over backbone. We we just do what we do, but I think. Ultimately, you know, giving your kids a chance to, to win is the best thing you can do, right? I mean, you want to make sure that they, they are in a position to be successful, to give them a spot to be successful. Yep. That's that's fantastic. Absolutely, and I think I might sound crazy. It might sound like I'm talking out of both ends here, but, you know, it's about making the right decision, not necessarily the decisions you've always made. You sure. know what I mean? So, yes, I do believe in sticking with what you do and getting better at what you do. But more than scheme-wise, I believe that technique-wise, 
Sure. Because it takes a it takes a while to develop mastery of a technique. You know, honestly, forever to develop mastery, but to get really good at a technique, it takes a little while. Sure. You know, and I want to use our techniques. I don't want to start over with a technique. So if I would have just taken that guy's idea, my first thought would have probably been, hey, well, let's jump into a 3-4 for this. Right. Now I'm playing inside shape techniques that I haven't coached all year. You know, <laughs> yeah. the other teams played inside techniques for half the year properly. Right. We haven't coached it. We haven't played in it. You know, you start getting worried about the things they can take advantage of your kid. Right. Now, instead, I could kind of have three defensive linemen on the field. I still was outside shade. I, I still, they could still take care of their assignment. They knew their assignment. I just added one wrinkle. Right. Coach, that's, that's good stuff, man. It's, you know, at this time of year, you know, as we're getting ready to play, it's, it's where you put the finishing touches on what you're going to decide schematically. Usually, you know, I, I've talked about in the podcast. I was, you know, doing the doing the defense, coach. I've actually switched over. I'm gonna call the offensive plays this year. Somebody else will call the defense. Uh, that's a first for me. Uh, awesome. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. I I think we have a good plan offensively and all that kind of stuff. But it's gonna be tough not not calling the D this year. That's gonna be it's gonna be a new thing, coach. <laughs> you have to have to pray for me, and yes, I would. Uh, have patience and not not want to jump in there and call it because the guy that's going to call it for us is a really good coach. Um, but that's <laughs> man, it's going to be new. It's going to be totally totally new. So, coach, as we as we wrap up this uh, this podcast, give the give the listeners kind of a nugget, something that um, that's really been helpful in your career that you can share with the listeners of the podcast. Uh, well, I think the most helpful thing I could say is just love what you do you're not loving it you know you're not doing yourself anything good by staying in it and you're not doing anybody else any good find what you love to do and do it with everything you got I'm, I'm very lucky to say I'm at a place where I love you know I can't my wife's gonna listen to this but we were just on vacation you know did a little uh she's a big hiker so we did some hiking and camping and stuff like that for our anniversary and I loved every single second of it I really really did but man, was I glad to get back with my football guys this this mm. morning. You know, mm. it, it's just you don't want vacation time. You want to put in that extra time. You want to go to clinics. You want to find ways to better yourself. And it doesn't matter where you start. I mean, there are fantastic football coaches who have never played a down of football. But if you have that type of willingness to learn and you love what you're doing and you're willing to put in the time, that, that's the biggest thing for me is, is do those types of things, and you're going to be very successful in this game. Coach, that is that is fan fantastic. Coach Zach Leonard on the podcast today. Uh, please go check out his book, Outside Shades, and I'll put this podcast up shortly. <laughs>